Hi, everyone. Pastor Galen, lead pastor at Shine Hills Church. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We hope that these podcasts will be a real encouragement to you on your spiritual journey. You can also connect with Shine Hills at shinehills.org. Hope you enjoy the program. We are across the street and around the world. Cheyenne Hills. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast today. And we're still in Genesis. Now we're in Genesis chapter 6. And this one... This one is falls into the category of uh, uh, strange, and I don't know the answers to everything. But fortunately, in studio today, Ken Will is here, and he has all the answers. So, Ken, thank you for, for being here. Uh, you're welcome. Um, I deny the claim of having all the answers, but yeah. Oh my gosh, this, don't you think this is the one? This is one of those passages. fits It fits like in the dinosaur bucket for me. It's like you know. What do you believe about dinosaurs? I don't know. I believe they were there. What do you believe about the Nephilim? I don't know. I believe they were there. And I, because the Bible says it, but it doesn't mean I have answers. Yeah. This, this passage has probably generated some of the most, uh, just difficult interpretations. I mean, historically. For sure. Yeah. So one of the things that, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, before we get too far into this, the people that are keeping up with the coffee saga of the podcast. <laughs> there is coffee in the house. <laughs> we have coffee in the house, thanks to Ken Will. So Thank you, Ken. A shout out. So Appreciate you. any brain food that we have is courtesy of Ken Will. So, so yeah, thank you, Ken, for doing that. And so um, I, uh, I, I think I should be... Uh, this should be enough coffee to last me for three weeks, <laughs> and it's strong enough too. So thank yeah. you for that. It'll at least make you through until uh, staff meeting. Yeah, today, for sure, so. for sure, for staff. <laughs> okay, so here's what I'm gonna I'm gonna lead off with this. I want to lead off with a definition of nephilim. Okay, so okay, here's good. the here's the definition that I googled. Uh, it's uh, they are mysterious beings or people mentioned in the Hebrew Bible. They are large and strong. The word Nephilim is loosely translated as giants in some Bibles, but left untranslated in others. Some traditional uh, Jewish (coughs) explanations interpret them as fallen angels. And so there's a lot of different views on the Nephilim, but they're strange, odd. Did you ever see the the, uh, Noah's Ark? Oh, gosh, who, who was that? Who was the guy? It was the most contemporary one. And they oh, had yeah, there was that movie. <coughs> yeah, yeah, but it wasn't It wasn't called Noah's Ark. It was, Noah's called, called, Noah, wasn't it? Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, okay. I'll have to look it up because I don't remember. You don't remember who started I, that? I remember. I, music is well, my wheelhouse. I, I honestly think <laughs> when we get there, I'm just see if I'm right about this. Um, I think the, oh, uh, Russell Crowe. Yes. I wasn't was he that? I was thinking it was Russell Crowe. Yeah. I, and so I wasn't trusting my head. So I was kind of going along and watching that whole thing. And it's it like, it was Russell Crowe. Good job. There you go. And so they had an interesting take on the Nephilim. I just, you know, no one really knows, but it's like they, they included these creatures, you know, in the, uh, did you see it? You're no. looking at me. Crit- no, okay. but they were alien looking or, or no, human looking. Or? Help me out. The lady behind the glass. She hasn't seen the movie either. Okay. So I would say more just beast like. Okay. You know, just big beast-like uh, creatures, you know, almost, almost, uh, if I, as I recall, it's been a while since I've seen it, but almost like, uh, and, you know, uh, Sasquatch kind of oh, okay. esque Okay, so here we go. Genesis chapter 6, and I say all that to say no one really knows, but it's, I, I just want you to have a running start on our confusion before we got to it. So <clears throat> verse, uh, verse 1 says this, When man began to multiply on the face of the, the land, and the daughters were born to them. The sons of God saw that the daughters of man were attractive, and they took their wi- they took as their wives any they chose. 
And the Lord said, My spirit shall not abide in man forever, for he is flesh. His days shall be 120 years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterward. When the sons of God came to the daughters of man, and they bore children to them, these were the mighty men who were of old, the men of renown. Now, um, in that, I don't think, I think the word Nephilim came up. I think it's in the next, in the next passage here. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth, and every intent of the thoughts of this heart were only evil all continually. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on earth, and he grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I've created from the face of the earth, land, man and animals, creeping things, and the birds in heaven, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Okay, so I don't I didn't see the word Nephilim there. I think it comes later. It's it's mentioned somewhere Verse in here. Four. Yeah. Did I say it? And I didn't even capture it. Thank you. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days. Thank you. Okay. So that's where we get the the mention of the word. That's why at least we have to at least grapple with it. In my footnote it says Nephilim or giants. So they were they were larger than man, okay? Whatever that was. Yeah. Now, what it says here is that that the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were attractive and they took them they took as their wives any they chose. Um, any thoughts you have on this, Ken, would be wonderful. Okay. Um, people have interpreted sons of God as being angels because that's, uh, there's a reference in Job 1, verse 6 that, that does make that equation. But um, in this case, I tend to go with what Dr. Alan Ross said, that these are, are not angels. I mean, because if angels were, having, were cohabiting with women, that would seem to refute or go contrary to what Jesus said in Matthew 22, um, 30. But, so anyway, Dr. Ross takes this as being sons of God were men who were prominent, um, very important, powerful, um, just leaders, and, and maybe physically tall also. Okay. And so then they were real, um, the leaders, and then they just take wives for whoever they want. And actually, he makes the point, he says, maybe this is the start of harems. I mean, we have with Lamech, where he goes against God's pattern of one man, one woman, when he takes two wives. And then now it degenerates to where these guys, because of their influence and their, the prestige they have with everyone, that they just, they take women, whoever they choose. I mean, they gather a harem of women. But anyway, so they become um, leaders, dominant, and they, um, but they go against God. Right. And, and he contrasts, Dr. Ross contrasts this with uh, the Ugaritic literature where um, prominent men were thought to be divine or half divine hmm. or demigods. And Moses is contrasting that, saying, no, these guys, they're mere human and they are immoral, and so they're against God and against the true God, and they, they're the ones that will wind up uh, under God's judgment. Okay, and, and you've articulated that view very well. Um, that, that is a view of, of the Nephilim. Another view is not that so much that they were angels, but they're fallen angels that stepped out of the bounds of what an angelic, you know, even the demonic realm has, mm-hmm. that, that they actually inhabited 
it possessed. Okay, there's two different views when it comes to the demons. One view is that they were demons that somehow took on a a human form. Mm-hmm. That's possible, okay. I guess, <clears throat> and uh, then cohabited with sons of uh, daughters of men, which would be girls from Adam's line versus the demon- demonic lines. That make does that make sense? Yes. <clears throat> then or they were demons that actually possessed actual men, which would could fall into even the camp that what you've just articulated. Yeah. And um, that was they were demons possessed men who they cohabited with uh, daughters of, of men. Uh, yeah, daughters of men. So they had this evil, if you will, line. I you know I'll honestly say I don't know. I I do think that there's a there's a demonic aspect to this. Um, you know, in the in the last days, there's the Antichrist is going to be possessed by the devil himself. You know, and that's he's going to set himself up to be God, and it'll be you'll see a, there'll be a human form. I and I personally hope that I never see. I think we were out of here by then, but that's that's my view. But um, but that he will be everything, every thought of, of his will be exactly subject to Satan himself. But he will have a appearance of a man. That's the, my understanding of that. So it's possible that it's something along some hybrid of that. Those are the options we have. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a it's a confusing thing. Go ahead. Do you have a you have a thought you wanted to share? No, I, I was just going to elaborate that um, with Dr. Ross's view, he does include also about the demonic yeah. possession part yeah. of it. But it, but it so. was actual men, but were possessed by yeah. So de- demons that stepped out of the realm and possessed men, and then it produced this line of giants that yeah. were only. Now here's another thought. I is it? Do you think he's referring to the Nephilim that were only evil all the time, or just men in general? And the Nephilim happened to be part of this uh, culture as well. That's a good question. I personally take it it's mankind. Yeah, and. But they're kind of led or dominated by the Nephilim. Yeah, they were. Yeah, so. they were somehow involved in that. That was, but this, you know, whatever they are, we're not sure. But it was, it was uh, this. Just the description: sons of God saw that the daughters of men. There's, there's something about that that is unique. No question about that. What it looks like exactly, and how that is possible, and what union that is. I am. It's really hard to under, fully understand that. So we've done our our best to understand that. Um, but the thing that really is hard, I said in verse eight or verse five says, the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth and that every intention of his thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time. That's a, that's a, that's a sad state of affairs. Yeah. That every thought that man had was only evil all the time. There was not a God thought in there. Yeah. And I just thought, man, that's a, that's a total depravity. And it? it's just, we've just gone clear off the rails. Yeah, where the society, I mean, you know, and it's, um, oh, where does it say about the violence? The earth is filled with violence. Oh, verse 11. Yeah. That the earth is filled with violence. I mean, it's just, you know, and I, I wonder if this also harkens back to Lamech, where he, you know, maybe Abel, when he killed a- Cain, um, and this is just my conjecture. Yeah, no go, yes. But maybe his was not premeditated. You know, I mean, maybe he's just jealous. And they get out there, and and then they're having a conversation, and Abel says something, and just all of a sudden, he okay. Cain flies off and, and strikes him, you know. And but then with Lamech, it seems like it's a premeditated mindset of 
I'm going to get revenge and I'll take revenge on anybody that. And so that whole. And Lamech was in the, in the line of Cain. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. And, and that then becomes just dominant through, yeah. through the generations where it's yeah. like, you know, don't let anybody, I mean, you usurp you or hold to your rights. Don't let anybody put you down. And it just becomes a whole um, yeah. society mindset that then it, the earth becomes filled with violence. Well, what's, what's interesting is the Seth line doesn't seem to be, I mean, it didn't seem like there was another, it's like, all the men, it seemed like he's saying the Lord saw the wickedness of man was great on the earth and every intention of the thoughts of his heart were only evil all the, all the time. And it's like, well, wasn't there this Seth line? And because I would think Noah would, would fit that, but it seemed maybe there's some gaps. Maybe they were so influenced by the evil that he couldn't dis- discern. I don't know. It, it makes you wonder where that comes from. But then at the end of this, God said, I will blot out man from who I've created from the face of the land. I mean, what a sad you know, he said at the end of all of his creation, this is good, this is good, this is good. He created man, this is very good. Mm-hmm. And then here we are in chapter 6, just six chapters in, four chapters from the creation. And um, he's saying, I'm sorry that I made man. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how much time passes between Noah and Adam. Probably, a, I'm, I think we figured this up one time. It's like a thousand years, somewhere in there. Is that about right? Uh, it was several centuries. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of generations here. But um, still, you know, in the narrative, it, the proximity of this disgust of God with you know, that he even created man. Yeah. It's like, wow, that's... The narrative compresses the time, but it's yeah. where it's contrasting. The yeah, it's right there. It just seems like does it, you read six chapters in, and it's like God said, yeah, I wish I wouldn't have done this. Yeah. That's a tough thing, I uh, think. Well, anyway, this is a... But Noah, we got to leave with a positive in verse 8. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. It just took one guy. Yeah. One guy with his family. And, uh, and God, God says, uh, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Man, thank you for Noah, huh? For sure. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't perfect. We're going to find that out <laughs> in the next passage. But uh, he, was at least, uh, he was at least trying to find righteousness. Well, thanks for joining us this morning. And I hope you've enjoyed the program.